programs in Milton. Okay, yeah, two bachelor degrees? Correct. They okay. are they are bachelor's degrees, and they are transfer-based. And what that means is that a student who is going for their AA degree, so if they're going for their associate's degree, say at Pensacola State College or maybe some of the other surrounding colleges, Northwest Florida State, um, over there in Niceville, um, maybe even as far, uh, as far east over as uh, Chipola and Gulf Coast State College, if you are getting your AA, you can take those 60 credits of your associate's degree and transfer them into our bachelor degree programs. So essentially what you're doing is you're getting two your two years at um, a community college, and then you're coming to us for another two years for a total of four years for your bachelor's degree. So when I talk about a degree being transfer-based, that's what I mean. That's a, that's a transfer-based degree. Okay. Now, I see that some of these are in the natural resource conversation, conversa- conservation, and also in plant science that you offer. Correct. So we offer two degree-seeking programs, and that is the natural resource conservation, or NRC, and then the plant science. And a lot of people, uh, they kind of sort of know what those degree fields are in, but they don't really know the more in-depth uh, features of those degrees or kind of really the, the deeper interactions that we all have with both of these degree pathways. So na- the way that I like to describe it is is natural resource conservation uh, is a very, very big umbrella degree program. Um, and it covers a lot of different things. So you can go in for wildlife ecology, you can go in for forestry, you can go in for hydrology, you can do soil science. There's a lot of things that fall underneath that umbrella. And the reason being is because in a nutshell, natural resource conservation is essentially the the ways and means and, and practices by which we we take care of the natural resources that make up our natural heritage. Uh, and natural heritage is a term that a, a lot of people don't really know about. And it's a, I think it's a really great term, especially for folks here on the Gulf Coast, because when you get up in the morning, because you exist and, and it exists, it's essentially your natural heritage. So the fact that you're, you're able to wake up in the morning, you take that breath of fresh air, you have that drink of fresh, clean water. You're able to go out on the weekends and, and go out to the beach and enjoy that the beautiful beach and, and go swimming in the Gulf. That's your natural heritage. That exists naturally. And so all of the resources that comprise that are resources that we have to learn how to manage, how to conserve. And they're all connected. You can't really start to touch on one without you know, kind of messing with something else or, or integrating something else. So you're not, you're not able to go out and just practice, you know, water conservation without learning a little bit about, you know, our forests, without learning a little bit about, you know, air quality and things like that, about soil science. So they are all, they are all integrated and, and it's anything that it's a lot of stuff that's, you know, most people are commonly aware of. Um, you know, we're of course aware that our natural resources are, our land, our air, our water, those are kinds of the things that you learn from elementary school on up. But a lot of people don't know about the rest of the resources. They don't think about it in their day-to-day. So if you imagine the salt, the salt you use on your food, that's a natural resource. It's a mineral. Uh, The metals in your cell phone, those are natural resources. Wildlife. Most people think wildlife is just it's just wildlife. But wildlife is actually a natural resource as well. And, of course, there's also the human element. Humans are a natural resource uh, as much as anything else is. And with plant science, so plant science is a little bit more specific. So where natural resource conservation is a lot more broad scale, 
plant science is much more particular. So plant science deals with how we can use plants or vegetation to alter an environment in a way that's beneficial for a singular species or for an ecosystem or at, like as a whole or the environment as a whole or humans. And ideally, we want to cover all of those things. Ideally, we want to benefit the environment and people. Again, we're trying to, we're humans, we want to benefit from it too. Uh, and typically, the, the examples that I like to give there is plant science will give you the expertise in how to manage something from, say, a singular organism. What is it that maybe a flower in a pot needs? What particular nutrients does it need? You know, not all plants are created equal. Sometimes they have different soil amendments that they need, um, different light requirements. So you learn about the physiology of that individual plant. And then you can take that out and scale it up to the next level. You can go into, you know, utilizing that entire plant as a species. You know, maybe we're talking about a field of those flowers. So if we're standing in a field of these flowers and we kind of know the elements of what it needs to make that flower healthy, we can make that whole ecosystem healthy. You know, if we're looking at this beautiful meadow and, you know, we want this to be a healthy meadow ecosystem and we've got our little bunnies hopping around and, you know, there's all our, our happy pollinators, our bees, our butterflies are flying in our meadow and that's fantastic. So now you can also take plant science and utilize it in a different way. If we're looking at this meadow and what we know we should actually be seeing is, say, a healthy forest, then we know we have a problem. So we can use plant science to alter that environment because maybe what we're looking at with that particular flower is it could be something that's known as an invasive species. And a lot of folks are kind of, some folks are familiar with that term, some folks aren't. So a lot of the things that you see in the news are like, you know, your lionfish and things like that oh, as an invasive species. Yes. A lot of folks that drive the interstate, yeah. Familiar with kudzu? Kudzu's one. Yes. <laughs> I've seen no, I see I've seen a lot of kudzu when I used to drive up to my dad's in Miller's Ferry, Camden, Alabama. Lots of it. Yeah. Yeah. N no getting rid of it. Yeah. And it was used, you know, it starts For off a barrier. Yeah. Or a erosion control. Okay. Mm-hmm. Erosion control, exactly. So a lot of us are familiar with that, but those invasive species the job of an invasive invasive species specialist is is never done. <laughs> never done. That is some job security because you're always trying to to work to manage those and and kind of eradicate them from your environment. So with plant science using that example of, you know, we may see something that looks like it's a healthy ecosystem and a beautiful meadow, but if we're what what we're supposed to be seeing is in fact a forested landscape, then we know that we have to strike that and we have to utilize that knowledge of plant science to take it back to what it once was and restore an ecosystem. Okay, so what do you you mean by invasive species do you mean that you're not from around here are you yeah essentially essentially so some of the things that you plant in your yard are not necessarily invasive you can have an exotic species you can go buy yourself something from Lowe's or Home Depot and plant it in the yard and it looks beautiful and that's fine and it's not going to take over it might not be from here but it's not going to take over but invasive species are species that when they when they are brought into an ecosystem they throw it out of balance because now it's competing for all of the resources that other species in that ecosystem are supposed to be taking in. And in, in many cases, what they do is they outcompete. They grow faster. They take those nutrients out. They strip an ecosystem of the nutrients that are available. Um, there's any number of different things that an invasive species can do. They can also eradicate other native species. So, for instance, um, the Cuban tree frog is a big one that is had come into South Florida. And what they do is they eat our other native 
tree frog species. Um, you know, the same thing with the lionfish. You know, out in the Gulf, they're out there, you know, at, at, at all of the, the rigs and, and the artificial reefs, and they just mow down the other species that are out there, and there's nothing else that can consume them. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Dan Casey, and I'm here with Dallas from the University of Florida Milton Campus. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, and she is talking about all things right this minute. She's got a lot going on there, but <laughs> I'm I'm particularly intrigued about this plant science that she's talking about. If you have any questions or comments, 850-437-1620. It's News Radio. 92.3, the Pensacola expert panel. Okay, Dallas, so I'm intrigued, but I know you have to move on. Mm-hmm. And I could listen to you for hours and pick your brain <laughs> because I find this fascinating and I want to know more. But you've got going on some other things like scholarship opportunities, the cost of attending the right. University of Florida Milton campus. Yes, yes. So obviously when I talk about these things, you know, it sounds great. Everybody's always really interested to learn more. Uh, and then the next question that somebody asks is, well, it's University of Florida. It's It's got to be expensive to attend. Yeah. And it's really, it's not. So first and foremost, we're really not an expensive university to attend in the first place. Our cost per credit hour is $212. I mean, most schools in the area, your your local uh, community colleges and things like that, you're going to pay anywhere between $105, $120, $130 per credit hour. So to say that we're only maybe $70 or $80 more, girl, we're a top five public university right in your own backyard. And to say that it, it costs that much is is not bad. It's really not. So the average cost of a term is around, you know, maybe $3,000, $3,300. Now, most people are still like, you know, that's that's a pretty big price tag. But where we try to to lessen that load for students and help prevent somebody from being, you know, one of those student loan statistics is by providing a lot of scholarship opportunities. And there really are. And I think that's, I spend a lot of my time helping students to locate scholarship opportunities that they can take advantage of. And we have a good number of them. So UF CALS, which is the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, we have a really large portfolio to be able to, to give scholarships to students. We have an annual scholarship application that goes out houses anywhere between about 70 to 90 different scholarships and grants underneath one application. And that can really help students out quite a lot. That can be a substantial load off of off of their financial burden. So that can sometimes give students anywhere between, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Sometimes it's as low as just about 500 bucks. Sometimes it's as much as 1500 almost $2,000 that they're receiving on a per-term basis. So that's huge. So then from there, you tack on everything else that's available to students. Obviously, I help students with, you know, their, their federal financial aid, the FAFSA. So that's a big source of, of scholarship dollars for students, um, as well as anything that's local we have a ton of local community groups that are that want to help students that they they want to help them achieve and and be the means to their end so we have numerous garden clubs that contribute funds um there's other smaller groups that are uh, big contributors uh, the blackwater pirates is a local group that y'all may have had some interactions with they're amazing they put up a ton of scholarship money for a lot of students in the area um and of course we also have a very important on-site scholarship so we have our own wfrec which is the west florida research and education center we have our own scholarship for students that we fund through our annual Festival of Flowers. It is a huge event. It takes place every every April, uh, the first weekend in April. 
And it's essentially a plant sale. So our plant science students will propagate and grow a lot of the plants that are sold at that event. And the proceeds from that go right back into an on-site scholarship. So, I mean, we even put the work in ourselves. Like, what better way to support students and provide scholarships than to put our money where our mouth is and raise the money ourselves? So we really do. We, we put boots on the ground, and we try to, to get as much money for our students as we possibly can. We take that very seriously. So it winds up taking the cost down for many, many students, about 90% of the students that are attending our, our campus right now are attending debt-free. They do not have to pay a dime out of pocket, and they do not have to take out a student loan. And that is not a boast that a lot of college students can make, but a lot of our students can. So that's huge. That's yeah. a huge benefit. That's good news, too. Good news for, for those that want to get a career. And is there an age limit to attending University of Florida? Not really. Um, essentially, as long as you've got that AA knocked out, ideally, you're probably going to be 18, 19 years old. You know, you, you've gone through and some students are right. dual enrolled, so they get out around 19 and they, they've got their, their AA under their belts already. But we've had some folks come back, you know, in their third or fourth lifetime. Kids are grown. They're coming back into it and they, they want to, you know, go back to what their actual passion is. And they come back for something that they're, you know, if you're an avid, you know, outdoorsman, and you, you know, this is what you've always wanted to do, but maybe you you had to raise kids, possibly even grandkids, and now is the time where you actually get to yeah. come back to it. Um, so it really, there is there is no limit for anybody who wants to come back to this. Well, you have a lot, you have a lot to offer, but one also, one thing I want to talk about, like you said, there's a lot of your students that are, are going to school debt-free, which is a big deal, mm-hmm. a really big deal. <laughs> but you also, while they're there, you offer career opportunities and hands-on learning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there are a ton of local career opportunities. There's also a ton of career opportunities across the nation, even around the world. We have alumni everywhere. UF is obviously worldwide. Uh, I always like to say that there are there is so much technology and so much research going on that we really just don't have enough graduates to fill the positions that are out there. We're always looking for people who are willing to learn and get out and get dirty. And that's what these uh, um, the, our learning environment is. It's, it's hands-on. It is getting out there and getting dirty so that you can become an expert's expert. Uh, a, a lot of the things that you're going to encounter out in the world and out in the wild are not textbook. So you've got to learn how to identify things, mm. um, sight, smell, a lot of your the things that you can look at, soil, uh, a lot of tree species that you can ID and plant species that you can ID. You can ID them based off of smell. You can crush leaves and see how something smells and it has a particular smell. And that could be a big identifying factor. And so we take our students out. We actually get them out into the world to see and learn and pick all of this stuff up in person. Um, if we're going to go and do, you know, biodiversity studies and we need to learn, you know, what's going on in our estuary. Well, the best way to do that is to go out to Shoreline Park and Gulf Breeze, drag a seine net through the water, learn how to how to ID or uh, different species that are out there, learn um, how to measure salinity and how to get out into the woods and identify the different plant communities that you're in. That's a big thing as well. Um, so sometimes we go out to Solon Dixon Research Forest up in, in Andalusia, Alabama. Uh, if we need to go out and do wetland studies, well, we're going to go out and we're going to find where those wetlands are. If we need to go out on an airboat for the day, well, we're going to go out on an airboat for the day in, in Mobile Bay. And that's how we're going to expose students to, you know, these different environments and actually get them into the thick of it. So you're going to get wet. You're going to be hot. You're going to be sweaty. Um, and we're out there. We're everywhere. We're, we're, we have a 644-acre research farm up in Jay. 
So I always joke that we're we're in the farms, we're in the rivers, we're out at the beach, we're in the hills, we're in the woods, we're at, we're like American Express. We're everywhere you want to be in some of the places that you don't. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, well, I love that because you are. You are everywhere. And you know what? We talk about this all the time on Pep Talk. We have it all here. We, we really have do. The sand. We have the. Uh, why did it just leave my mind? It's not. It's the water that had brassy. It, brackish. Brackish water. Mm-hmm. We have the brackish water. We have the complete bays. We have the rivers. We have the creeks. Right. We have it all right here in Northwest Florida. And it all has to work together. And that's what you're teaching students and see. It really does. To, to my, I used to have a friend that said, you know, if the lizards and the things are moving, you've got a good host environment. Right. That's just basic science, you know, because I don't like lizards. But anyway, <laughs> we're talking with Dallas for the University of Florida campus in Milton. It's the Cal's campus. And she's talking about the degrees, opportunities that she has for you right in your own backyard, which is Milton, Florida. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel News Radio 92.3. You have uh, seem to have a passion for this national natural resource conservation and plant science branch. Do you, Dallas? Yes, ma'am, I do. I actually, that's what my degree is in. I I got my degree from this campus. Yeah, so I can speak from experience. And I think that's something that is very helpful for a lot of incoming students because I get to give them that that firsthand experience. You know, this is what my time was like, and this is what it meant to me. Um, and it, it I think it really helps because they realize, oh, okay, here's somebody who's not just telling me something, you know, that's, that's very scripted or, you know, you're just trying to sell this to me or something like that. It's like, no, this is what I love to do. This is what I'm doing whenever I'm not in the office or something like that, whenever I'm not on the road and talking to students. I'm out there in the woods playing around, climbing the trees, just like everybody else is. And I get to have that that connection, you know. And for a lot of folks that get into this, a lot of the, the people that want to get into these programs, you really find that you're kind of, you're that one person who's always out in the woods. Everybody might be paddling down Blackwater River, you know, and or, or tubing. And most folks just want to get out there and have a beer and listen to the radio flow down the river, right? Um, but there's always that one person who's like, Hey guys, you know, check this out. Oh my God. Did you know that, you know, this is, look at what I found. It's a soft shell turtle. Yeah. You know, these are natives. Aren't they cool looking? Yeah. And, and somebody might be out there, you know, Hey guys, check this out. Look, it's a sundew. This is actually a, this is a carnivorous plant. And somebody's like, are you kidding me right now? What are you talking about? A plant that eats things? No way, man. And like, you know, the joke is always, somebody's like had a little bit too much to drink out there. The sun's getting them a little bit too much. Right. But those are actual things. So most of the time, people are out there, their eyes are glazing over whenever you start to, for lack of a better term, nerd out about these things. Yes. Um, But this is an (laughs) environment where you can come in and it's like, yes, let's have this conversation. Let's get into this. Let's talk about all these things. So it's really cool to see folks come into my office and see students sit down and go, oh my God, you're into this exact same thing. And it's like, yeah, man, let's talk about this. Let's go walk around the campus. The campus out there in Milton, we share the campus with Pensacola State College. And it's an absolutely beautiful area out there. I love taking students around because there's a lot of very cool examples for these degree pathways out there that I can illustrate to them what they can learn. Um, So it's a really, it's a fantastic opportunity to be able to take advantage of. You also have a non-traditional course structure, which you have painted a full picture of (laughs) already. And then if this is what you care about, and this is something you're passionate about, to the next level, 
to the next level, which means you're going to know it. You're going to change the way you see the world. You oh, It changes the way you see everything around you once you learn the science of it all. Yeah. The idea is that, um, you know, you've always heard the phrase, well, you can't see the forest for the trees. But when you get one of these degrees, you're always out there like, look at all the trees. Like, that's that's what you focus on, you know. Um, but, yeah, the, the comment that you made, we do have a non-traditional uh, setup, a non-traditional program. So the way that we're designed is a traditional program is, you know, you graduate from high school. You're going to go straight into college. Most of your classes are during the day. Our classes are actually mostly in the evening. And the idea is that we're there for somebody who's either, you know, an adult student. Maybe they have a family. They're already in the workforce. Um, and they need something where they can actually go back and get that degree and be able to take the classes in the evening. So most of the classes start around 5 p.m., go anywhere from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, we have a lot of our field lab days are on weekends. Uh, so that way people can actually kind of schedule for them, be able to take advantage. Advantage, full advantage of a program like this. And the also, the follow-up to that, so with all those career opportunities that I mentioned, we have a lot of experts that come in and talk to our students. A lot of folks know that, you know, these programs are there. They want that UF student. They want to hire them on. So if somebody comes to you and says, hey, you know, it was really great talking to you in class and you ask a lot of really great questions and I'd really like to get to know you better, we actually have, you know, a spot that's open I think you would be great for. You don't want your answer to have to be, well... It's great, but, you know, I'm going to school during the day. I can't exactly have a day job. We want that student's answer to be yes. You know, I am absolutely interested in this position, and they can take it on. And then they can still be going to school. And so it's just a great way to, to line that up. So we have that non-traditional structure for that reason. Okay, you um – Whew, where can I find out all this information where I can just go, man, this is something I want to be a part of? So you can always hit us up on our website if you're interested in looking at uh, these program outlines and finding out more about our teaching programs here locally. You can go to wfrec.ifas.ufl.edu. That is the wfrec.ifas.ufl.edu. And you can find out some more about our programs there. And you can also reach out to me personally. So I do like to keep an open phone policy for anybody who is interested. So if you want to reach out and learn more, you can contact me on my cell at 850-375-4402. And my name is Dallas, just like the city in Texas. If you forget my name, you can call me the name of any city in Texas. And I'm quite used to it. I've heard it my whole life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, it certainly suits you, Dallas. Dallas Brooks, thank you for coming in. And sharing all these amazing opportunities for plant science and natural resource conservation in our area. Like you said, right in our own backyard, Milton, Florida. You can call her, text her, say, hey, I want to know more. I want to be a part of this. I think it's going to change your worldview of how you just sitting here and talking to, to you now. I want to go outside and see what's out there you oh, know, yeah. and see it in a whole different way. Do you have anything else you want to share for us? Go Gators, baby. <laughs> I said anything else. We were doing good, but okay. <laughs> we were on a roll there, Dallas, but you bumped into me on that one, girl. <laughs> Thank you so much, so much for spending your time with us. Dallas Brooks, University of Florida, Milton Campus. This is the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jan Casey, News Radio 92.3, Emerald Coast Coins, coming up next. Fox 
News. I'm Chris Foster. At least 50 people are reported to have been killed in a Russian attack on a village in eastern Ukraine. Pictures from the Kharkiv Regional Prosecutor's Office show rescue workers clambering through smoldering rubble. This is my 